Nobody thinks about like two old people having sex. That's gross. What? What? What is going on here? <laughs> we're, we're, this is this. this is different. What are we? Now doing? we're just choosing the lesser of two evils. Oh wait, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> now you definitely have to edit. Now. You are now listening to Not Safe for Church, a Pewology podcast original series. Are we airing this? Okay, welcome back to Pewology, and this is our show, yeah. Not Safe for Church, and we've been talking about human sexuality, specifically homosexuality, and we are gathered together again with a group of young people. Let's go around the horn, age? 14. 14. 15. 15. 17. 15. 15. 15. 15. 15. 15. 15. I see a, a theme here with these 15-year-olds. Okay. <laughs> so we've got anywhere from 14 to 17 in the room, and we're talking again. Now, here's the thing. I, I felt like we left off, and there was like, okay, this, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm hoping that this will happen, but I kind of felt like we left off, and it was kind of like we brought up things that maybe you thought thought about some but you once we started to question like you realized okay well maybe i haven't really thought this through completely like maybe i need to think more about this so did did anybody like walk away from the first gathering a couple weeks ago and think oh i might need to think through that a little bit more i did for sure yeah 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 it really had me thinking like <laughs> <laughs> I don't I was know like, what's what? happening. I mean, I just thought I was just thinking. I probably said something very questionable, that, but I mean, I did actually. There were a couple of things I went through that you know I was like, okay, maybe I need to think about it more. Okay, okay. How about you guys? You guys think through it anymore? Yes. Yeah. Okay. My whole life is a lie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, your whole life's a lie. <laughs> Why did you think that? No, no, I didn't think it. I was just like. She said it as a joke. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was just a joke, Mike. Okay. <laughs> you kids with your jokes. Uh, you, you sneaky kids with your jokes. All right. Um, so let's talk this through. So let's pick back up where we left off. And I think where we left off was we were trying to decide like what kind of practical things we're going to do. So let's go. Can we go back to the root and see if there's any different answers? So let's go back to the root and ask, okay, now based upon our first discussion and maybe some further reflection, do you understand the problem here? Like the, the whole sexuality problem in the church, meaning that the culture is saying, Hey, this is no big deal, right? Yet you got a church community that's saying, wait a minute, the Bible has something to say about this. And then you have differencing of opinions upon what they think the Bible is saying, right? And so do you think you have a better grasp on like why this is such an issue now? Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of? Kind of. Okay. I'm getting there. <laughs> Good yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Getting there, getting there. Okay. There, there's always more you can understand. Yeah. Right. So. Okay. So if so, like, okay, so let's put this in really personal terms. If someone comes to you, it, let's say you have a friend that comes to you and they're like, see, they're 16, 17 years old. It's a peer. And they think that maybe they are gay. And they're like, look, I, I, I know you go to church. 
and they're looking for your opinion on this, what would your opinion be now? The same thing I said last time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm still supportive with it. Pick up where you left off last time. Okay, so what are you thinking? So what are you thinking? I would help them. Okay, but like how? Like if they're saying, well, doesn't doesn't the Bible say this and this and blah, blah, blah. I'm not sure what to do. I'm usually scared to like say something about the Bible because I don't know if I'm actually right. Okay. Like I'll say something like I'm quite sure of, but like, I don't know. I'd be like, talk to them about it, but I don't know if I'll like throw Jesus at their face. Right. You know. yeah. throw Jesus at you. I, I know like one of my friends told me that he was gay and I mean like I wasn't immediately to jump out like oh the Bible doesn't say this and like no it was like I came at I came to him as a friend you know it was like I understand it Merle, I'm here for you you know if you have anyone you need to talk to like I was just trying to be a friend okay that that's the way like I feel like you should just handle it okay so like Okay, what would you say? That's a good one. What would you say to a person who says to you, well, like kind of like over the top, it's like, well, you need to walk a really fine line here because um, you don't want to be supportive of this because this is a bad thing. Why'd you do the country accent? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> Why'd you do the <laughs> country accent? That's, that's, that's all, suspicious. Yeah, I kind of make all the... <laughs> <laughs> so bad. What are you saying? Well, if they say, uh, so Tim, if they said, hey, where's the line between being supportive and condoning? Like supporting it and then like helping it? Is that what you mean? Like, no, supporting the person and condoning the sin. Because people will say, you gotta, like, this is the big line, right? When I grew up and I was your age, they would say this. They'd say, well, you gotta hate the sin, love, love the, the sinner. sinner. Ooh, burn, baby. And it was like, okay, what does that mean? Right? So, like, how, where would you draw the lines? That's a good question. I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know either. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever That's thought that one. deep. <laughs> I feel like it draws the line when you're like out there, like telling them, oh, you're gay, so you need to go do this. So I feel like obviously that's crossing mm-hmm. the line because that's like, so. Not supporting it, but like pushing it in a way. I don't. I don't really know. Coming from like a, a Christian standpoint, now, like I don't want to make this like offensive, but I think where I draw the line is the parades and like the <laughs> national like game. <laughs> like, that's that's where I draw the line. Is but that's not bad though. I, I never said it's then bad. They, then they like, feel like left out, and I wouldn't want to feel. Yeah, that but way. then why don't we have other national like months and all that? Like probably um, because they're starting. Um, I don't know. Why don't we have parades for like autism? Why don't we have parades? <laughs> I think we do. <laughs> maybe, 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 we do. We autism, do. Is there like autism month? Isn't yeah. there like an autism month? Wait. We have, I mean, we have Since like when? History month. I know. Like, there was parades like that. That's a thing. There's Sometimes like a, there's an autism club. month? It, it, I know there's like. If there isn't, there should be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just, it, it gets out of hand. Okay. Like, Not it, really. Well, what is it that like drives you a little nuts about it? Is it the fact that you feel like it's intrusive? I feel like they're trying to get everybody else to be gay. No. Okay. That, okay. That's from my standpoint, that's what I feel like. That's like influencing I know it? it isn't, yeah. Like oh. trying Having to, a parade? What? Yeah. It was like, no, it's, it's them expressing like, this is me. 
I know. Not like, oh, you should be gay. So let's be let's be gay together. <laughs> hey, join the club, buddy. <laughs> you too, join join in. Okay. That's just no. the way I feel about it. Okay. Or, or maybe 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 not so much. Okay, let me re-articulate it for you because I think you're onto something. But because I think a lot of people would say, well, I don't think they're trying to convert straight people to homosexuals, but I think they are uh, attempting to make. Um, what is traditionally seen as a um, a subculture outside the norm normal? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like they're trying to normalize something. Like a really conservative would say, they're trying to normalize sin. Yeah. Do you understand? But I feel like yes. everyone are is already sinning. Everyone so. does. Yeah. No, it is. It is a little disingenuous, right? Like I think your generation picks up on this more than others. Is that every time this comes up? And we get a little frustrated about this one. It's like, we're not frustrated about all these other sins. Exactly. Right. And so I think that's where it's weird for you. Like, I think that's the difference between you guys and maybe like your parental generation is that the generation I grew up in, my parents grew up in, we typically highlighted this one as an unusual, like this was like a specially kind of crazy, bad sin as compared to all the other sins. Do you feel like, do you still feel like that, that change? Do you sense that from like the difference between your parents or your grandparents' generation and you? Yes. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Poor. For sure. Okay. So, so your friend comes to you and they're like, hey, Okay, so let me ask you this. They come to you and they start getting really specific. They start going, hey, can a gay person, if I'm gay, can I go to heaven? Yeah, you can. I mean, yes. Because if, oh. if they can't, I mean, if they can't go to heaven, then none of us really can because keep in mind that when it says, you know, homosexuals can't go to heaven, it also mentions, for example, just one on top of my head, like liars. We've all lied. Therefore, none of all of us should go to hell. Right. But that's true. That's not going and to happen because we're all in Christ. Right. Love, love is forgiveness. Right. Like that's what we know God as. Love is forgiveness. Yeah. I would. So why would they not? Why would he not forgive gays too? Right. Okay. Kind of going back to a couple weeks ago, what Brandon said about like if you're gonna sin, do it right. How like <laughs> that came up. Oh I was I was just trying to make it like one of those moments towards is like, well, not unless you don't take Jesus Christ as your savior. Okay. I would try to like get them involved like right within good yes that's good yeah because okay so let's think that through for a moment um i i i think you're on to what would typically be uh, it's so tough to do this with you guys because i don't want to lead you but I, i i do think you're on to something here right which is that true biblical christian orthodoxy um, believes at its core that we are separated with God from our sinful condition and our sinful behavior, but we are restored to God not by our ref- reformation of works, meaning not by that, the yeah. fact that we start living right because we are broken, but that Christ has redeemed us by his grace, right? So that, I mean, I think you're on to something, meaning that at the end of the day, no one gets in because they just they started doing better. Yeah. Like it's not like, well, you get into heaven because you really tried hard, right? But everybody gets in based upon Christ's good work, not our good work, right? Yeah. 
So this is where it gets a little weird because that would mean that we would be open to the idea of saying, and one of the policies here at the church is we say everyone's welcome. Everyone's welcome. That's one of our core yeah. beliefs. Everyone's welcome. But that means we would extend that to the homosexual community too. Everyone's welcome. Of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I mean... You guys don't see the problem yet, do you? I yeah. mean, well, can I actually add mm. some, some, say I, something? Sure. So earlier, you know, Timothy was mentioning about like, you know, how he wouldn't go to, you know, like he would draw the line at like the gay parades, right? Right. Well, at the, well then you shouldn't go to... Because, Mm, well, something that obviously all sins equal. So, like, at, for example, at a gay wedding, if, you know, we can't let gay weddings happen, then we can't let, you know, people who have had divorces marry. We can't let people who have, you know, have had sex before marriage marry, right. which is pretty much like everyone. So, <laughs> well, time out. A lack of confidence. And <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, everyone's sin. Like, Romans 3.23, I think it is. It says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Right. So, I mean, if we're worried just about letting homosexuals in the church, we need to filter out everyone then. Because they're just like, they're not just like everyone else. That's not what I'm saying. Because, I mean, everyone's different and has their own right. personality. But, I mean, like, if you're just going to judge them for their sin because they're just being open about their sin. Everyone else, everyone sins. They're just not open about it. Right. And the people who are homosexuals and they're scared of coming out, it's, like, sad for them because they have to live in, like, this secret and they don't know. They feel like the world's not going to accept them. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone's going to hate on them because everyone... It's just like every everything's different now. Yeah, because like back then, I, I can't imagine being trying to go through life like that. Because mm-hmm. every like I feel like I think I said this last time. Like there's, I feel like there was the same amount of homosexuals back then. Mm-hmm. They were just really quiet about it because it was on the down low. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's. I'm gonna push you a little bit. You guys ready? Yes, sir. So here comes the more practical problem. So I think everybody agrees. I think the majority of believers agree with you up to this point, right? So they go, yes, yes, yes. We're all sinners. Yes, yes, yes. Church is full of sinners. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody's welcome. Yes, yes, yes. But if someone was here at the congregation and they're a gossip, we'd say, stop it. Gossip? Yeah. It's a sin. We'd say, you need to stop that. If they're liars, we would say, stop it. Right? But then when they say... Uh, but if, you can't just tell if you can't tell a gay person to stop. I that's mean, disrespectful. <laughs> I believe that's super disrespectful. <laughs> ah, okay, so, but think think it through. Do you do you understand the problem, right? Yes. Yeah. So like, we kind of generalize these big categories of sin, and we go, okay, you know, if if somebody was here, if somebody was here sleeping with somebody else's spouse, they were committing adultery. Okay. Whatever. We wouldn't be like, well. Right. They're sin. Everybody's a sinner. <laughs> no way. Keep it up. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? If if you're here and you're in you're in the you're you're on the greeting team and you're dropping F bombs on the greeting team, right? We're not like, well, everybody's a sinner. Keep it up, right? <laughs> if you're here and you know, you're That's stealing just... from the offering plate as it goes around. Like oh, you're taking the money, right? That's so bad. they're not like, well, <laughs> He's a sinner. <laughs> no, that's just plain. You just need respect. That's just respect. That's like if you're, I mean, if you're doing, but that. we would call it what it is, and then we would say, "Yeah, there's grace, and yes, Christ has forgiven us, 
But that doesn't mean we would just encourage you to continue that pattern. Right. Of course. Right. Okay, so why why does it feel so different about this one? Because it's because I, I feel like it's yeah. their heart. They can't like, help it. Yeah. It's them. But like, there I, are certain cases, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you. It's okay. But like there's certain cases where like I've heard that like gay people pray to not be gay, but it's like no matter what they do, like they ask God to take the gay away from them, they just can't. It's just what they like. Mm-hmm. That's like me. I like strawberries, <laughs> and if somebody else doesn't like <laughs> strawberries, they can't tell me to stop liking strawberries. So when you pull up to McDonald's and get your milkshake, is strawberry for you? What? What? <laughs> I'm saying. I'm confusion. <laughs> no, just be confused. Don't be confusion. Uh, if you pull up to McDonald's and get you a shake, you get strawberry shake. Strawberry banana. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was an option. That's a smoothie. Oh, we're so off track. Okay, so you like strawberries. They like strawberries. Here, I have a better example. Okay. So, like, for guys, it's not like I think. I think we used this example last time too. I think you you asked Miles. You were like Miles. When did did you just like decide you like girls instead of guys, or were you just like yeah. you you were born into liking uh-huh. girls? So like, it's like the same thing for them i feel like right they don't really have it's not like their choice right it's like like your race or like your ethnicity okay it's kind of like you don't choose to like do you don't choose to be whatever race you are whatever ethnicity you are you just like deal with it yeah agree <laughs> and another thing is i think it's also influence because you grow up with a mom and a dad and you don't grow up with two dads or two moms well some cases, some, some cases, but naturally what a regular thing is, is you have a mom and your dad and it's kind of like how you get that influence from as well. So, but what do you mean by that? Like the reason why essentially a straight person likes the opposite sex is because they've seen like uh, okay. what, like how what... it works. Uh, okay. So you think, okay, so this is where we get into the technical and look. We're getting into the weeds here. This is where it gets pretty technical. But this is a really interesting point in the discussion. And I want you guys to think through the ramifications. So what you would, what you're saying, I'm not saying it's not true to some extent, but what you're saying is typically referred to the nature, nurture components of sexuality, right? So when we say nature, we're saying, what are you biologically born with that's already in your makeup your dna makeup your chemistry makeup your mental makeup right so you're it's 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 happening to you right versus what happens by what you're shaped with in life experience which would be the nurture so nature nurture right and so tim you would say that's a nurture statement so you would say well straight people have been exposed to loving straight relationships so they've been nurtured into what to look for right Essentially, yes. Yeah. And so... But there's people with straight parents that are gay. Mm-hmm. That's when it comes to, like, the nature stuff. Like, that I agree with. Like, oh, oh, I mean, it can't be both. Like, which one? I mean, can it be both? <laughs> I think part of it... I think part of it can be both because then also it comes to who they associate with as well because, okay, like, that's also nurture as well. Like, who your friends are. Right. So I, you ask an interesting question, Brandon. Can it be both? And, 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 and look, 
I'm not a scientist. But what I can tell you is that at the very forefronts of the scientific arena right now is what there's kind of this admission to is that we only know so much, right? We're continuing to understand and unravel and uncover more and more about neurology, about the makeup of the mind, about how the mind and the emotions intersect and work, about how that works within our sexuality, which means for right now, we don't know exhaustively, and we may never know exhaustively how much nature and how much nurture, but we do know that there is a mix somewhere in there. There is a nature nurture component, meaning that we know for a fact, like Elizabeth would say, that there are homosexuals who would come out of a heterosexual family, right? Because that would have to be potentially true for all homosexuals. <laughs> I mean, get you get it? Yeah. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then at the same extent, we know that there are um, homosexuals, like there are homosexual activity, homosexual behaviors, homosexual kind of change that takes place through the nurture arena meaning that through life experiences, there are people that, it, at least apparently right now, tend to like change course in their sexuality. Does that make sense? And so there is a nature, nurture kind of component that, we, that I'm not saying that I understand. I'm not claiming that I understand. But I think typically the church thinks about sexuality in the terms of nurture and not of nature meaning that we typically make it all about behavior and choice and like family experience and all these kind of things. And we don't think about, well, wait a minute, what about our bi biology? See, I do feel like the nature component, I feel like with like the behavior, because there's gay people that like are super like, super, I, I don't know how to explain it. They're just like, they're, they're out there. Their mannerisms and like the things they wear. I feel like that can affect like, I hate like the gayness. I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but like you have people who are gay and you can't even tell they're gay, but then there's people that that are gay and you can like physically tell yeah, it's mm -hmm. like the they're gay. Flamboyant. Exactly. So I feel like that can affect I feel I feel like the um, like the way you portray yourself as gay can be a part of the nurture effect because like if a gay person is hanging around a bunch of like not crazy um like outgoing i didn't mean to say crazy bunch of crazy gays <laughs> i feel like if a gay person is hanging out with a bunch of outgoing gay people they're going to start not evolving but like adapting mm -hmm. to their friends mm -hmm. so if they're outgoing that gay person will be outgoing but if they're if they're hanging out with not so outgoing gays they'll just stay mm -hmm. in their kind of bubble Okay. So I feel like that can have an effect on it, but okay. with the whole coming up as gay, I don't really know because mm -hmm. yeah. it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, you brought up something interesting, I think, last time we got together. I think, Tim, you may have brought this up, but I thought this was interesting, and I think it was fairly fair. You guys are a part of a generation who thinks about sexual exploration in a much more like open way, right? So for instance, and I'm just being honest with you, and I, I'm not proud to admit this, but this is the truth, right? I grew up at a time where things were changing, 
But from a guy, from like a 15 to 17-year-old boy standpoint, we thought of, I mean, gay might as well have been like a cancer diagnosis. Like we thought of gay as like the worst thing ever, right? So like we would call, we would call people names that were gay. We would make fun of being gay. We would like, you know, anytime you did something that was girly or effeminate, yeah. we would be like, you are gay. As people a derogatory. still do that. But I feel yeah. like there's still people sure. that do that. Oh, absolutely. But, but, yeah. but trust me, it was everybody when I was yeah. there. There wasn't anybody like, no, gays, let's protect the gays. It was like, yeah, gays are losers. Right. And so like, that was the way I grew up. Right. And so what, even in my generation, it's, it's interesting to me that what was appropriate to me or what no one would, not even an adult would have said anything to me. Right. If I, if, if at 15, I would have said over, like, if I'd have looked at my brother over the dinner table at 15 and said, listen, and use the F word for a gay, right? I, like, no one would have batted an eye. They'd have been like, you know, you know, it wouldn't have been that big a deal. Now, for your generation, it might as well be a curse word. Like, it might as well be dropping yeah. like the F bomb, right? And so that's been part of the change that's taken place is a better understanding of what's going on in, in people's lives and being respectful of people that are in the midst of sexual, you know, understanding and, and, and trying to figure out what, where they are in life. But you guys are a part of a generation where sexual exploration um, is a much more open experience, which means. It's not that abnormal for your generation where it was, ex I think it was much more narrow in my generation for your generation to be like, well, we're just going to try this. Does that make sense? Like, what? Like, yeah. like gay's not as bad as it was. I'm going to try this. Maybe I am gay, right? Only to find out maybe you're not gay, right? Like, there's this sense of like ex sexual exploration into like, uh, sexual orientation that we're just not sure about anymore. There's a much more like, well, let me just try, blah, 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 which I think gives the dynamic that maybe there are people who are gay who just choose it and then they go back. But I'm not sure that's reality either, meaning that I'm not sure that is the best way to understand it either. Does that make sense? Yeah. What probably, do you think? They're confused. <laughs> Sexually confused. Some people are confused. There's Some actually, people know what yeah. they want. They, right. They're like, I'm gay, period. Yeah. Some are like, I don't know, maybe I'm gay. I don't know. Right. So, but I mean, it's hard enough when you're like, I mean, I, I was, you know, I think in my mind, I'm still a young person, but like, you know, like it's hard enough when you're your age trying to figure out your own sexuality. Then you add on top of it, like, oh my gosh, I've got to figure out like which sex I like. And then I've got to figure out, I got to explore this whole thing. And well, like, that's an option now. Yeah. Back then there was like not an option. Yeah. Like, oh, option. yes. There's a, there was a story that I heard that this guy, he he was gay and he got like the surgery to like become a woman. Yeah. And then Gender. come to find out he wasn't gay <laughs> and he's back to liking girls. So now he's a transgender guy that likes girls. So Whoopsie he looks baby. like a girl yeah. and he likes so girls, he but became, he's actually a guy. He became a girl and then now he's a lesbian. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> so much. Confusing. Exactly. <laughs> Well, then maybe <laughs> Tim's still catching up. Look, he's doing the math. He's like, <laughs> one plus one equals four. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, it's five that we talked about. Yeah, just oh, yes. Isn't that essentially make you straight, though? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, would, he would be straight, but he looks like a girl now. So now he's like, then that's tough. This is hurting my mind. It's, it's <laughs> like, hard to go. This from is hurting. Well. <laughs> okay, so let's go back really quickly and talk about 
the I think the reason I think the reason that you guys struggle is is to put language to the problem, right? So when we say, well, we should receive everybody in grace, meaning that every sinner should be treated with with the grace and forgiveness and love of Christ, right? But at the same time in the church and in the faith community, we say, well, we're we're still going to call things that are sin sin. And we've got to, we're not going to just be okay with people committing adultery with each other in the church. Like, you can't go sleeping with my wife. That's not right. Right. That's not cool, dude. Back it up. Mm. Um, We we have these competing views. I think the reason is because we don't have the language for it. Right. So I'm going to give you a little language and you tell me how comfortable you are with this. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. From like a scale or just like. Uh, You can do scale if you want to. So if I said, hey, um, I think that because of the nature nurture component to sexuality, all sexuality, whether that's heterosexual or homosexual, that um, who we're attracted to, which is sexual orientation, who we're attracted to, right? That that is something that has a nature component to it, which means that there is a portion of our sexuality we don't control. It's outside of now. We control who we sleep with. Yeah. We control who we go out with. Mm-hmm. We control who we make out with. Of course, but we don't control who we're attracted to. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. That, there, sure. that is the component that is the result of maybe brokenness. It is not brokenness in and of itself. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. So in that aspect, that would mean. And do you tell me how comfortable you are with this? That would mean that there were always going to be homosexuals in the church because it's outside of their ability to control or change. Meaning there's a component of it that they're born with, right? That they have as part of their sexual identity that is part of a nature kind of thing. How comfortable you are with that? I mean, I could accept that, but um, can I actually point something out? Sure. So because you were talking, because Elizabeth was talking for a second about Okay, she was talking just for a second about how, what am I, um, you know, that there was this guy who, yeah. you know, became yeah. transgender and, now he, and then he liked girls again. And so now he was screwed. So is there part of it that, you know, can be more, that it's not like, you know, a true homosexual where it's like, okay, you know, it's kind of like, for lack of a better word, a phase. Like some, you know, there's some people that, you know, are genuinely like, like that from the day they're born. And some people like, you know, that just... Or like I'm, you know, I'm. I think I am. Well, let's think of it this way. And remember, look, I'm in no way saying I'm an authority on this, and I'm no way saying I'm a scientist. And I don't think any scientist would tell you they fully understand it yet. But what I would say is this: it, Do you think it's possible that it's not so much as like putting people in categories, meaning like you're gay and you're straight? It's more of thinking about sexuality on a continuum, meaning that. There are people on this side, way over here, and there are people way over here on the hetero side, but there are also all of these things in between, and people can feel different ways at different levels, and that's part of their sexual makeup. It's not like a one or the other. I think that's typically how we like to talk, one or the other. Like, it's homosexual. But I really don't understand, like, the middle part. That's really, like, hard for me to process. Like, I understand if you, like... Like, if one or the other, but for me to try to understand you liking both. Wait, the middle would be, like, bisexual. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That I, That's, like, really hard for me. I really don't 
understand it that well. Yeah. But I mean, for the church question that you asked a minute ago, what was it again? Well, I'm just saying that the church typically says, well, we're willing to offer grace to all sins, but we would also tell you to stop. But on a nurt- on a nature issue, that would be the results of sin, which it may not be potentially in your control to stop. Meaning that you can control who you sleep with, but not who you like, who you're oriented yeah. to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes, sir. So that's where it gets weird, right? Because we wouldn't say, to, okay, so for instance, like if you have... If you have Down syndrome, you're born with Down syndrome. We're like, well, obviously that's the results of the fallen world and the brokenness and sin and yada yada yada. But we wouldn't be like, stop, mm-hmm. right? You know, so it, we wouldn't do. And that, I mean, there's another thousand illustrations on that. But there's certain components to the brokenness that we don't we realize they that can't happen. But on the other stance, they would be like, from a behavioral standpoint, they would be stop. Mm. So a super conservative would say this, like a conservative would say, okay, I'm willing to agree with the nature thing and the fact that there'll be homosexuals in the faith community that will always be orientated towards same-sex attraction. But I think we should hold them to be responsible with their actions, meaning that they can control that. They should not be acting on their desires. How do you feel about that? Uh, like they that someone else should can control their actions is that what you're I think he's saying like he no, you they, can be you, gay but you just can't sleep with anybody just don't do anything with you him. just can't do anything no that's kind of weird that seems a little unfair because everybody else gets to just live their lives and just you can't you wouldn't be able to act on like you know what I mean right because if you do it's just going to be looked down upon and then you're not going to feel welcome anymore yeah okay and i feel like this is back to the whole like everyone sins thing like i feel like people should allow anyone who's trying to learn about jesus or god i feel like they should be open to going to a church and go to a place where they don't feel judged or they don't feel like judged is the main word i mean but i feel like like you said earlier like it's hard because there's other people like what if they are not just homosexuals like anybody who just comes in and like openly sins like that's open in the church like if it's like something bad like sleeping with another guy's wife and the whole church knowing about it that's not the place for it right so then you have conflict of interest there Mm -hmm. so it just like it's hard Mm -hmm. because there's like no right answer to resolve that time. exactly right so it's just this constant what if so i think the general go ahead mm, just thinking about some i just remembered something actually okay. which is actually about sin which i wanted to bring up yeah sure. mm, luke 12 47 for 48 it talks about you know like you know being ready for jesus's return okay and what something that it mentions is that and the servant who knows what the master wants but isn't prepared and doesn't take out those instructions will be severely punished. But someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. So TLDR, what that means is that, you know, if you can't, you know, if you didn't know, you know, that something was wrong and you did it, you then the punishment will be less once he comes back than if you knew when you disobeyed on purpose. Because that's temptation. But I feel like everyone has 
something in them like a, a self-conscious that tells them if they're doing something wrong or not of course yeah. you don't Holy need spirit you don't need to know oh, jesus. Holy spirit man you don't <laughs> you don't need to know jesus i mean obviously you need to know jesus but you don't need to know jesus to know that you're doing something wrong but like with homosexuality like what end of the spectrum would that be like because how would god you know once he you know once um jesus returns like how would that be looked upon like would it be something that he would take lighter than you know because you most people know at this point that you know it's a sin and they still go and most people you know will date homosexuals so like you know the punishment would probably be greater if that makes sense like i feel like god would treat all sinners the same like if he had like on the cross he said forgive them for they know not what they do mm-hmm. and he was literally like put on a cross to die for doing nothing wrong and he forgave those people if you think that he would treat homosexuals horribly but he let he forgive the prophets for putting him on a cross for nothing that just doesn't make sense i feel like god would treat i feel i mean obviously if you sin the sins have earthly consequences the so like a murderer is going to have a greater earthly consequence than you lying to your mom Mm-hmm. It's, it, it depends if you have a Hispanic mother or not. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I love you, mom and dad. I love you guys. Hispanic moms don't play it. <laughs> oh, um, okay. So let me ask you this. Uh, but what if I think the conservatives would come along? And they'd say, "Wait a minute now. What if you came to church every week and stole from the offering plate, even if you were told not to?" That's then. Okay, at that point you get Sounds kicked out. wrong with that. <laughs> at that point you that, get kicked but, out of the church. But they would say, "That's what's happening in a gay relationship." Uh, okay. I wouldn't agree with that. Okay, so how? how because why? I understand, like they're. <laughs> I understand, like they're constantly sinning after the church told them not to. But it's like, for that's how they feel. Exactly, it's like going to church and telling a straight person. You're not allowed to like guys. Yes. Yeah, or but, a I mean, girl. but because you're not saying. Money thing, you could prevent that from happening. Yeah. But Gay what if? They can't help it. They can't help you. Okay, but being open about it, that's a different thing. If the church asks you, hey, you're welcome here, just like. Keep it on the down low? That's it, your plan. Oh, no, no, no. Keep it on the down low. The thing that's is. Not even that. Just like, like. I feel like if there's a gay couple and like they want to come to church, that's cool. But like even for straight people, I mean, I don't think kissing in church that's there's not a place for that. I want to kiss my wife in church sometimes. <laughs> it's okay, kind of, but that's not the place. We didn't need to know that, <laughs> Mike. Well, that's mean. not the place for that. I feel right. like we're here to work. Okay, okay, but, okay. Uh, but wait, so, so fair enough. Say, <laughs> I'll tell my wife. She's always like sweating me. So say, <laughs> <laughs> so you're stealing from the offering plate. Okay, and someone just tells you to stop stealing. No, there's no consequences. No, nothing from that other person. But say you're stealing from the offering plate, and God tells you to stop. Then there's consequences in this stuff, and I not necessarily that God is telling like homosexuals to stop being gay. I think part of it is stop taking the action of it, like stop engaging in homosexual sex, like stop doing this. It's different from us saying it, but it's different from God saying it. Okay. 
So let's think about that for a moment and let's sit at, uh, for just what Tim's saying for a moment. Because here's the deal. There's a large portion of Christianity and Christian teachers who would say this exact thing. They would say, well, I'm okay with the concept that someone can be gay and that be outside their control. But who we sleep with is inside our control. And if my understanding of the scripture is that gay sex is against the created order of God, you should stop. That's what some would say, right? But I think the general reaction that with you guys is always like, uh, ugh. Because you don't, because like gay people aren't going to have the urge to sleep with the people they're not interested in. Right. You know? So like, then they pretty much just have to remain celibate. But mm. at the like, let me ask you a question. I'm gonna ask you an honest question. Think about this for just a moment, okay. and you you answer for you. And you, all of you are at this point are professing heterosexuals. So let's just ask you the heterosexual question. If I came to you and said, in order for you to honor God with your lives, you would have to remain celibate until death, from this point on till death. Could you do it? Yes, uh, you're not going to have any sexual relationship between here until the time you die. I mean, if it if that's what it takes to get into the kingdom. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, I mean, if I have to, I'm I would. I mean, I will probably fail, but <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, so it's like a stated only. Cute. Like, yes, I'm going to do that. Not going to do it. <laughs> but I would try my best. Like, okay. you know, if I if I had to, I would. Mm-mm. Okay. I'll keep myself in the house. I'm good. <laughs> Find a good, good book or something. I read the Bible. Yes. TV. But, but then again, if we're all agreeing on this that we could totally do it, then what's the problem with telling a homosexual, hey, you know, in order, you know, that you should probably not do this? Like, I, we understand your con- you that your feelings. You but no, listen. Them. Wait, hear me out. Your feelings are something that. You know, it's something that you, you you can't control. But once again, who you sleep with, like you don't have to go. Like I I like I really like girls, of course, but I'm not gonna go. But I'm not dating anyone, and I don't have to at the moment. Like I don't have to go on this. You know, I don't have to go anywhere. Like you know, yeah, to start you know dating girls and stuff. You know, that's true. Right. So that's a gay a person choice. can do the same. Okay. So now I want you to really think about it. Does that? Because you guys answer pretty quick. Everybody uh, was there anybody around the horn here that said. No, no, I couldn't do that. Everybody kind of said, "Yes, you could do that." Yes, of course. What do you mean? I mean, the Bible. The Bible doesn't necessarily say in order to get into the kingdom you have to. It just says that if you are going to, the person you do it with should be like you two should unite as one. No, no, that's exactly what the scripture says. Right. But so if we turned the same thing we're saying that the the typical conservative Christian dialogue towards heterosexuals the way it's delivered to homosexuals meaning that we respect your orientation but don't act on it right right so then we'd be saying to a 16 17 18 year old welcome to life welcome to your sexuality never act on it there's always going to be temptations but if you can resist it or not is the question yes if you're strong enough but then it gets to the point how we can say we can do it but that's what I think what you're trying to get to is that so if we're tell if we're allowing homosexuals into the church and if we ask them to be celibate for the rest of their lives, we should be okay with it. Or they should be okay with it. 
No, I'm saying that's exactly what most churches are doing. Yeah. But do you think if somebody came to you and asked you to do the same thing, that that would be reasonable or you could do it? Well, I mean, I would. That's no marriage. That's no family. That's. Well, you could adopt. You could adopt. (laughs) No. Why? He said no. (laughs) Why couldn't you adopt? Well, you could adopt as a single. Yeah. Oh, of course. We are saying. Well, you can't have like a friend or anything. You can have a friend. Okay. High five. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? What if somebody, I mean, I came to you and I said, hey, for the rest of your life, no boys. Wait, you or Jesus? <laughs> I'm like, okay. I come and I say, Jesus told me. Well, I would no want boy. you to back it up with scripture. Oh, nowadays, no, no, no. So, no, I, I, mean, I need, it's like, I need proof. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, oh, God. Because people say, you had that crazy dude saying he was Jesus. I killed a bunch of people. <laughs> so, I no, need proof I get nowadays. That. I'm not saying that this is. This is true. I'm saying if I said that to you, that would be the equivalent. Then I'll ask God myself, prayer. I'll ask him. Okay. And if he says yes, then of course I would stop. He'd be like, skirt, skirt, you know? Oh my. It's like, no, thank you. <laughs> what do you think? Does that make sense to you? Yeah. I mean, I'm still trying to question it a bit, but it, it, it makes more sense. You, th- you it, it, that does make sense. You think you could do that? Yes. I mean, yes and no, because there has been many stories and many like tales of like tales, t- tales <laughs> in the Bible <laughs> that God has gone up to people and saying, "If you want to get into the kingdom, you must give up this sacrifice." Yeah, you must sacrifice this, and people have done it, and people have not done it, and I think. That in time, it could possibly happen. But I don't know. Like I said, it's just, I'm still on the ropes on it. There was a story of the wise young ruler, I think it was. But it's this pretty much about this king or this ruler. And he was a millionaire. He had everything he could have ever wanted. And he came to God and he's like, God, I've donated all this to the poor. I've done all these things. How and I feel I still feel separated from you. What do I have to do to get closer to you? And he said, You have to get rid of everything you own and follow me. And he couldn't do it. <gasps> what he couldn't, he's uh, he was a billionaire. I'm not like justifying anything, but like, you think you could? Yes, if you were a billionaire, you work hard to get all the stuff just to get rid of all of it. Yes, you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> what do you mean? It's like, no. It's, I don't. I'm speechless. Okay. I'm speechless. <laughs> I can't really, I can't explain it. There's no way I can explain it. I, I think the tough part about a passage like that you're bringing up is that Jesus isn't saying, give away everything and come follow me because it's possible. Yeah. He's, he's saying, saying it, it because it's, it's difficult. Impossible. Yeah. Right? The reason he says that is to get you to not go, okay, I'm going to do it. It's to get you to be aware, oh, if that's what it takes, I can't do it. I need I need God. somebody to save me. Exactly. Do you see what I'm saying? So you're Meaning wrong. that my work is never going to be enough. So I'm going to need a savior. 
if my if 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 the, I think the key is to the Old New Testament, and this is really important. If you're reading the scripture and you're saying, "Well, I have to do all this stuff in order for God to love me," then you're you're orienting your life from a sense of fear, right? Because you're basically saying, "Like, ooh, I better do this, or God's not going to love me." I better do this or I'm not going to get heaven. I better do this or I'm not going to go. I better do this or I, I should be scared. But when when the gospel is written to us, it's, hey, your goodness, your rightness with God, your righteousness, your justification, your salvation, that came through grace. It was a gift. Relax. Rest in him. And out of that rest, follow his ways, right? Not to earn it because you can't but because he's already given it to you. Like a, you've been adopted in, you've been grafted in as a child, right? Like your parents, right? At the end of the day, maybe they're, you know, they're human and they're flawed and they make mistakes. But at the end of the day, I know your parents and each and every one of them wants you to know that like they don't wake up every day going, I hope they do the right thing today so I'll love them. Mm-hmm. They love you no matter what you'll do. I love you, pops. And they hope that they can love you in a way and enough that it will inspire you to love in return, right? But they're not sitting up there going like, I'm going to withhold my love if you don't do, right? In fact, I don't know about you guys, but I've got some of the older kids where it's like, we've talked and it's like, some of the parents have had to love their kids in spite of some really crazy stuff, some really bad decision making, right? Bam. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's hard. Um, so here we are again, back at this one little place where we go, hmm. eh, how does this work? How does this work? Where you've got some, you got a situation where there's a, there's a, there's a person who has an orientation they can't control, but behavior they can. Many churches saying control your behavior, but in order to control your behavior, that leaves you with very little options. It leaves you with only celibacy as the option. Ugh. I mean, once again, like, I mean, we're, they're still going to inherit. I mean, as long as they believe in Jesus, they're still going to inherit the kingdom of heaven. So you, they could, you know, fear, theoretically just go, say, I'm going to go for it, you know, because at the end of the day, Jesus still loves me. Like, just how, you know, your parents would love you. Like, yes, they may not necessarily, you know, approve at first, much like, you know, your siblings. But you know they would they would still love you um, no matter what you did. But the, even then, um, wouldn't I'm sorry? Would wouldn't that be sort of be like considered sort of like a fasting? I know it's like not a great example, but like Could be. it'd be like a forever fast. A for, it's a forever, a forever fast. fast. <laughs> <laughs> so good. You're on a forever fast. <laughs> Uh, it just feels like, doesn't it just feel like the potential of that being achieved is very low? Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. I feel like it's, I don't, I don't know if I can like word this right, but like I feel like it's easier for us to tell gay people what to, to like do? stop acting on what they believe, okay. but then it's put into a different perspective and harder for us to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually, I just remembered something and I wanted to bring it to the table for you guys. Because, Let's hear it. So obviously, you know, if we as the church, you know, do, shouldn't, you know, tell them that, you know, you can't, you know, that they can't act on their actions. You know, most people probably wouldn't take that, you know, well, because obviously, you know, 
we should try to be fair, you know, to gay people because, like, let's take the law for example. How well does the law, you know, like, you know, protect them? Now, there's one thing that I remember reading. It's called the gay panic defense. Okay. What's the gay panic defense? <laughs> okay. So. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with the gay panic. Drum roll. I should probably tell you that it's that in only three um, states is it banned, which is obviously not here. I think it's like California, Rhode Island, and Illinois. Okay. But pretty much what happens is that if you if you go to court and you attack someone, you can say, "Oh, that person's gay. They were coming on me," and they will lower your sentence. Oh wow! I didn't know that. So you're panicking because they're going to be gay on you. I it's like do use, not, not gay it's near you, just gay it, on it, you. It's like using it as an excuse. It's like saying, oh, this person, atta- I attacked this person for no reason. And then your sentence, let's say it's 10 years. So then you can use the excuses, oh, they were gay and they were trying to throw themselves on me. Then they'll lower your sentence to like eight years or something. <laughs> That's just lying. But That's a sin exactly. right there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but then That's how do you- in there too. Which... <laughs> Obviously, it's not fair, you know, because obviously, like, we don't do that with, like, race or gender. Like, oh, this person's, you know, like, black. They had da-da-da-da-da. This person's white. They had blah 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 You know, it goes on and on. We don't do this with gender. That person's a woman. They were going to yell at me. That person's a man. They were going to get angry at me. Like, it's, so, like, why would we, you know, and so, as a church, you know, like, we, like, what do you think? Like, because, like, if we're not going to kind of protect them, and the, and a gay person were to know that anything that they do, or like even when you know people are, you know, do things to them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I, I'm not familiar with the law, but if that law does exist, it sounds pretty archaic. Yeah, people. I mean, they're trying to get rid of it, but like if they really haven't. Yeah, that sounds like something that's from generations past. Mm-hmm. But just saying, I don't think that. I think you guys are a little further along in your generation on that he issue. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, hmm. Where to go from here? Where to go <laughs> right. from here? It's like an icebreaker. Right. Yeah. Okay, so let's ask like one last question here, or one last kind of area discussion. Yeah. So we know that. Even the most conservative Christians would say, well, we recognize orientation. There's going to be gay people in the community. It's fine. Many would say, well, we, we, want, to, we want to include the idea that you shouldn't be acting out on those desires. There would be some Christians who would say you can. Some Christians would interpret the Bible differently and say you can. In fact, um, I'm doing an interview with a friend of mine this week who's the United Methodist minister who the United Methodist Church just voted on this because there's a large portion of the United Methodist Church that ordains, had been ordaining gays and into ministry and marrying homosexual couples and all those kind of things. And they just interpreted it all differently. So there'll be some disagreement on that, meaning that I'm not sure there will be total agreement on it, right? So I think there'll be some who will say, no, I think this is an issue. I think, you know, you should deal with it. Like there should be a response to this. And there'll be others who will say, nope, let's move on. It's not an issue. How do you think, what would you like to see happen in, in this community? How do you think that the homosexuals in this community should be treated? 
I think we should try to treat them the same as everyone else. I mean, they're still humans. Exactly. Underneath all the skin, we're they're just all, like us, we're all bones, but different a little bit. Okay. We're all God's work. Course, but I mean, all masterpieces. Boom. <laughs> wait. What Pinterest post did you get that off? Wait, 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 wait. What Brandon just said makes sense, but if that was God's work, then why is sin influenced in it? Because we talked about that a couple weeks ago, is that essentially sin kind of makes up that. Well, as what do you well. mean? Like, because I remember we were talking about that last week, how sin has changed everything. Mm-hmm. And so, so how, I forget how you said it. It was. You talked about like the birth and how mm-hmm. autism is a result from sin. Yeah, if, yeah. And essentially if they're calling it gay being like a disease, that's how we're saying that, right? That's what you're saying like a couple of weeks ago. Well, less a disease, just think about it as a change in the original intent, right? Right. So we typically refer to physical um, changes from the original design as either deformities or diseases or ailments or whatever word we want to use. All of them have like a negative kind of like connotation to them. But basically what we're trying to say is, from a science standpoint, we're saying there's a norm and mm-hmm. this is abnormal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. From a from a theological point, we're saying God intended it to be this way mm-hmm. and this has changed yeah. and now it's divergent or perverted or changed from God's original intent, mm-hmm. right? And so it. what I was trying to say a couple weeks ago is it's not that crazy to think that if we have mental, you know, problems that is not God's original intent, physical problems, emotional problems, why wouldn't there also be sexual problems? Involving sin? Like sin being the main influence into that? Yeah, but... Is that it? I I think that what what I'm trying to say is that there are two ways to look at sin, right? Mm -hmm. Your behavior can be sin. And then there's a sin we can't control. Yeah, So condition. Going back to what Brandon said, is that essentially what God had set out no, before that has been created. What do you mean? Listen, I mean, I'm here's what I'm going to say, and I'm going to be. I'm sorry, but how do I phrase it? Like, I'm. You're. Are you going to tell me that God and um created? No, no, sin? no, no. God that's created. What it's about to sound like God created God freedom created of choice. The human, mm-hmm. But did God create them being gay, or was that sin? That. I think I, would I say that would probably me. Well, let's let's person. take it. Let's take it away. Let's hold on a second. Let's let's ask a tougher question, right? So let's just say Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Do you think God created Down syndrome? No, no. no. But He created the human. It's a result from so sin. So well, how did Down syndrome happen? Result from sin. From result from the influence of sin. Okay, so that that's the way a theologian would look at it. They would say, "Hey, this is divergent from the original intent of God, and so this is a result of the sin condition in the world," right? Now, so if a theologian came to you and said, hey, I think that same thing's true for sexual divergence from the origin, right? Why would, why would we be, um, why wouldn't we be open to that? It doesn't mean that God created it that way. It means that God created all of us, but we all now exist in a fallen state, in a broken state, in a sinful world, and in a sinful condition. That makes sense. Yeah, but that makes sense. Right, it does. Cause like, I think we said this last week also. Like, it, 
Like, we don't know exactly. Maybe it's just people's choice. Maybe it's, maybe they're born with it. Maybe they're not. We don't know. There's no evidence of it. But if it is like they're born with it or whatever it is, it could just be the cause of sin. Because, I mean, I don't think people just choose to be serial killers. But maybe they are. Who knows? <laughs> but, but maybe, like, maybe but that, maybe that's the cause of maybe sin. Maybe there's a nature nurture component. Exactly. You know, right. All right. So that's an interesting point too, by the way, like people are born. One of my, I have a buddy that's, um, that is schizophrenic Mm -hmm. and schizophrenic is something you're born with. It's not something that develops. It, it appears usually a little bit after puberty, but it's something you are born with. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not that crazy to think that if there are mental things like that, there could be emotional things, sexual things. I just hate to, I just hate to think of like homosexuality as a disease. Me too. I don't well, like thinking of it as a disease. Yeah, I know it's tough because it, it makes it sound like, you know. They're toxic. Yeah. Exactly. But, but, rem- but remember, we we wouldn't say, I, I don't know, like, sometimes we're getting just caught up in the semantics, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. What do you call, you know, you call, what do you call schizophrenia? Is that a disease? We call it a mental disease. Is that fair to them? Like, you got a disease. No. Yeah. But it's just, those are just semantics. Those yeah. are just words that we're choosing to try to help. Sometimes words fall short. We can't express what we mean. Exactly. Right. Mm. Okay, so last thing. So so here's where the rubber meets the road. This is what every person from my generation truly worries about. Are you ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. So you guys are really open. You guys are like, okay, let's be accepting, treat everybody the same. But that would mean, what do we do about marriage? Well, treating everybody the same would be letting everybody get married. So now you've got, think about this for a second. This is where it gets crazy. So now you've got the church, mm-hmm. which has celebrated the ordination or the celebration of marriage, which is something designed by God, comes out of the scripture. Are you with me? For his original intent, which was man and woman. We all agree that there's a separation from that original intent, but should we be celebrating the union of something that was designed for the original intent? I have a, a verse. First John 4, 7 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. So if gay people really love each other, that verse right there says... Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. I mean, obviously, they may or may not be Christians, but God is love. That's in First John 4, 8, actually. It's love is forgiveness. Exactly. Yeah. So It's, it's an like, interesting point. What do you think? I feel like the marriage, I feel like, because also marriage is a, it's like a declaration of you becoming not one with that person, but you're. Because when you get married to someone, whenever they see that other person, they're going to think of you. Yeah. So if you don't want people to see them in you, then you shouldn't be getting married. Mm. That's true. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you hit a really interesting point that I don't think any of the adults on this particular podcast have struggled yes. with at all. Okay? That's right. Here's the point. Elizabeth, I was, I was thinking about that in the car. You just stole that from me. I'm I, sorry. I, 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 asked yeah, okay. an, I asked this early on, and most of our adult group passed. Mm-hmm. 
because the adults tend to think they like to boil everything to down to mathematical logic. Yeah. But you bring up a really interesting point, which I think is a fair point of discussion, which I think most of the adults are like, don't, don't, don't at this point. But I think it's fair. If the word of God is true on this point, which is that God is love mm-hmm. and people who love are born of God, are born of God, are connected with yeah. God, are connected with his ways and his character. You know, I think a, a, an appropriate question to really ask is then, are we saying that a person who is gay can't love anybody or can't love someone and have that love be real? They can. Well, sec- like sexual love, like marriage love or friendship love. Or- uh, I think, well, I think that would be the problem, right? Is that some would say, well, romantic love, is it really love or is it just something else? That's puppy love. Depends. Do you see what I'm saying? And we all know that too. Like, because we, you, you, there's plenty of heterosexual relationships where they're driven by lust and not real love. And they're driven by, you know, selfishness and not real selflessness. But if it's really love, meaning that we care about each other, I'm putting you first, I'm sacrificing for you. I'm, I'm you're, I, I live for, you know, your benefits and not my own. Real but love. I, exactly. That's exactly, that actually clears up the verse even more because God put us before anything he sent his only son to die for us no matter what we did mm-hmm. so if you can love someone that obviously proves that god has to be in you in some sort of way mm. if you believe in the bible mm-hmm. right. so i mean the whole getting married thing i think i think people take it very seriously when it's just like i find i see it like you're uniting yourself with one person. You are, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, it's like a declaration. I feel people have taken it to like the extreme of being like, oh, these people are getting married. Like if you're not letting gay people get married, it's it's like setting apart other people from the rest of us. Like why aren't you letting, Right. they're, they're normal people that share the same emotions that everyone else do. Mm-hmm. And they want to do like love is love. But then that's unfair to the person that doesn't want to get them to be married because if what? they have belief, well, the, uh, okay, this is the way I'm taking it. Is, okay. is if you're saying that if gay people aren't allowed to marry or, or gay people are allowed to marry, but the person that they're trying to like get them to like be married, like, and they don't want to do it. Is that what you're trying to say? No, no, no. no. I'm saying, well, that's freedom of choice. If there is a pastor or if there's uh, someone, what is it called? The people who marry other people? Notary or what, yeah. officiant. Whatever, that. Um, if you have those people and they don't want to marry a gay couple, that's their choice. I feel like if... Okay, so, oh, so you were uh, looking at it from the pastor. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Like, don't make the pastor But then that's not fair to them. But what you're trying to say is that if they can't, like... N- Avoiding all that, if they just if they can't, then that's unfair to them. Yeah, I see. Like, if that. if there's a gay couple that wants to get married, they should be able to. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand there's sin and there's contradictions, but there's always gonna be whether you're married to a normal person, because not a normal person. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I'm talking too fast. <laughs> I'm not thinking. <laughs> but if 
a straight couple gets married, they're going to argue too. There's going to be sin in that relationship. Most married couples are divorced now. A lot of people, a lot of my friends, their parents are divorced. That's a sin too. To separate, Once you're married to someone, you are making a commitment to be with them forever. So when you divorce, that's a sin. So then when you go on and let's say you're getting married to someone else after that divorce, that's another sin because you're sleeping with someone outside of your original marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's constantly going to be contradictions. Right. There's constantly going to be arguments. There's constantly going to be sin. No one's perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm. Jim remains unconvinced fully but I like it Uh, it's an interesting point Mm -hmm. you bring up a point that Paul brings up in the book of Romans in chapter 7 it's the idea of like hey if you marry there's a commitment made for life Mm -hmm. if you divorce and marry someone else you're technically an adulterer and so that means that everybody here who's on a second marriage is technically committing the sin of adultery exactly not only that but you're allowing those people to come into the church which is like them constantly sinning so if you're not allowing gay people to come because they're constantly sinning all those people who are married twice are doing the same exact thing and you're not kicking them out okay like like hypocrisy exactly yeah wow dun 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 the problem what do you think what do you think about that i don't know like it's it's a weird twist because, I mean, like... It's complicated. Yeah, but... It is. There's a way I think there's... We're just thinking about it too far. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not saying that homosexuality... It's it's an interesting point. It is a sin. Like, I do want to clarify that. It is a sin. It says that in the Bible, but so are a bunch of... Now, what is our goal, though? Is it to try to abolish it, or is it to try to, like... You never, it. You're never going like, to abolish sin. To keep it in a container for so long, hoping that the container just pop off and then it starts spreading. Like, <laughs> that's like, what's happened. Great illustration. I feel, like that's yeah. what's, I feel like that's what's happened, though. Like somebody, yeah. somebody dropped like a Mentos into a bottle of Coke. Exactly. And then, yeah, just, <laughs> that's how the world's going to end, you know. It's going to be a Mentos chuck, Coke chuck. Yeah, who needs nukes when you can just get a giant Coke bottle? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's as far as we can take it for today because that is heavy, heavy, heavy. Wait, one final thought. Yeah. You're going to you're going to question me so much about this, but technically, like with a homosexual person, like in terms of like, you know, in actual disease, like, you know, sexually transmitted disease. Technically, there's a lot, you know, like I think people also see it fine because like there's a lot less than, say, like, you know, an an Alabama boy with his cousin, you know, like between them. I'm not sure what just happened. Yeah, We ended on a really rough note right there. <laughs> I know. Um, are you saying there's less sexually transmitted diseases? Yeah, I'm just saying like because like when you know like when you actually you know like you know like for example like when you have sex you know as a homosexual person so wait, you know wait, wait. Like to different people like, how do we get to STDs? Saying that if you love your cousin that's a disease? Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why? Why are we getting on I'm so confused. Where did you We're getting get this super from? Off I didn't say I'm that. I'm get it from what you just said. I'm Whoa, confused okay. how Let we moved back. to yeah, Alabama okay. and started talking back about it. We should back it up. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I think, I I think we need example. to cut, draw the line just yeah, right here. Yeah, right here. Yeah, okay. okay. All the cousin relationships are in Alabama. Wow. We stopped already. We're done. I have an example. Okay, we can cut there. It doesn't matter. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate you ending on a good note. That was so good. Yeah, 
was gay. it was so, so good. I had. I'm to. never going to Alabama based upon what you said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys have seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. The no, one that just came out. You guys haven't seen it. No. Anyway, no, so neither did we see Hamilton. That's not I a have, movie. Though. So anyway, um, in <laughs> okay. Bohemian Rhapsody, Freddie Mercury, the main uh, singer and queen, he falls into homosexuality, and he ends up getting AIDS, and I think he dies in the end. I haven't finished oh it, but that he gets AIDS and dies. Yeah. Spoiler alert: He dies. Yeah, sorry, anyone who hasn't <laughs> seen it. I'm sorry, but it's really good. You should watch this though. But like he, at the beginning, he meets this girl and he's in love with this girl. Like he's he, the whole, there's a song, uh, the love of my life. Uh-huh. And that whole song is about her. Right. And in the song, he's like the love of my life. I'm sorry. And then she figures out that he's gay or whatever, but he's like, I still love you. <laughs> but it's like, he's it's like, com- lo- you're the love of my life. Psych. <laughs> but like he goes through like this whole thing and it's just like good and it just like everyone all his friends like once they find out he's like gay they stop treating him the same and stuff like that but then they find out he's at AIDS and then everyone's like all sad for him it's it's a whole confusing mess but this got yeah. weird at the end here I'll just all cut right. that Welcome. whole I'm gonna out. cut this off early please alright guys I appreciate your input you guys rock we'll meet again talk more in the future oh, oh yeah bye, bye. Bye.